Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Hello, everyone. Kristen and Shannon here. We're so excited to be with you today. We are going to be talking about this concept of remembrance, of remembering God's faithfulness and why we believe, obviously, if you've heard, you know, some of our other podcasts or the whole reason that Abiding Free is here is for freedom. And one of the things we want to talk about today is what we see as literally a weapon, a foundational weapon against going back into this bondage that we're talking about. And it's a, it's a song to sing when Satan tempts us with lies, mm. this, this practice of remembrance. And I don't think most of us realize this, and I was really surprised by this when I was researching it, but the Bible lays out this practice of remembrance over and over again. God's people are told to remember, you know, this, the encouragement to remember what God has done or how he has led is all over. Over the Bible, depending on what version you have, some commentaries um, point out that remember is used at least in the hundreds um, mm-hmm. of times, if not in the 200s. And I loved this too, being reminded that God himself actually also talks frequently about he himself remembering. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, so good. That's so good. I know just, it, it, I even was, it was thinking about when you were talking, um, just the example in Joshua and, and, and just where God saying, remember this for the sake of your children too. Wow. Remember this. Yeah. So when your children ask, yeah. you know, you can tell them this is, this is the Lord's faithfulness. Mm. So, so cool. I love that we're talking about this today, but the passage I actually um, was really drawn to kind of as Kristen and I were thinking about just this practice of faithfulness was actually Mark eight. And so I just want to read that as we're kind of starting this conversation. 
Um, so, so it says aware of their discussion, talking about the disciples, Jesus is walking with the disciples. He's on the earth and he, and scripture tells us aware of their discussion. Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes, but fail to see and ears, but fail to hear? And don't you remember Mm. when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Then the disciples said, 12. And Jesus says, when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered seven. And then he looks at them and he says, do you still not understand? He's like, hello. Hello. <laughs> like, do you understand my faithfulness? Why are you worried about not having bread? Or why are you talking about the, the problem of not having enough bread? You know, and it just, it just oh, hit me. Wow. You wow. know, it was just like a knife, a knife in my chest, but in a good way. <laughs> This week, I was actually struggling with anxiety. I'm a homeschool mom on Monday and Tuesdays. My kids go to a hybrid program and we were just coming out of a break. Uh, And oh my gosh, I was just having so much anxiety. My heart was just racing. And yeah, I had to repent, repent of my pride of my anxiety. But really what I was reminded of was, gosh, I am not forgetting God's, I'm forgetting God's faithfulness. And even in the little things, even in this moment of being anxious about my kids and things not working out as we're trying to do our schoolwork. But as I looked back and took the time to sit down and practice remembrance, to actually look into my journal, to see the ways that God individually in my life had been so faithful, it just filled me with peace, even in that little moment of anxiety. Because I honestly, I can be like the Israelites. I can be like those disciples. And I just forget. Mm. I forget God's individual faithfulness, the thing, the ways he's intervened in my life and, and spoken to me and been there for me over and over and over again. I just forget that when I'm not remembering and focusing on that. Mm, I love that. We need to remember because we so easily forget. I love that you brought up the Israelites because it was interesting just about, um, in my, a seminary class, just about a few weeks ago, I was just shocked by this. So a lot of us have heard the story about the Israelites with the manna from heaven. You know, they were complaining and grumbling in the desert and God rained down manna for them. Most most of us know that story of his provision. Okay, I had forgotten this part and I think it's Exodus 6, 16 there. But after the manna, after this culmination, all of us know this b- big story it happened again. Literally, they're still in the desert and they don't have water. Okay. Nobody talks about this story. I'm like, how have I missed this story all these years? Like we, th- we think the manna story is bad. And then we also remember it's about us because, yeah. <laughs> and then they do it literally again. And yeah. they're like, we don't have any water and they're complaining. Yeah. I mean, who knows? That may have been in the same day. It doesn't say how long, yeah. but my guess, I mean, water we need, yeah. right? So my guess is it was literally within a day. And I, I mean, that's happened to me so many times, or even if it's just weeks, like I can think of, I remember this time, my husband, he, um, the, his company got bought out and they were actually, we were living in California at the time. The company that bought them out was in Florida. And we just, we did not feel called to go to Florida. We didn't feel called to go to this company. And he had a few other interviews. He didn't feel peace about taking, I don't know, a job. Another, another one didn't get back to him. So it was kind of, we were in this in between and we were so tempted to just take a job just because we were a little bit fearful. Mm. So we were at this point where we literally were going to not have a job and we were like, oh my goodness, is God going to provide? And 
basically he got a call back from this job that honestly we didn't even really consider because it seemed like far above what he hmm. was, you know, qualified for. Well, God totally gave wow. him this job and it and so then a few years later we were in the same position freaking out because, you know, we were thinking about taking another job and it was like we so easily forgot what, what he, he had, had done. done, what he had done yeah. in that wilderness time. Yeah, like this is a good example. Yeah, that is such a good example. And I think and it, it reminds me of an of a situation like that in my life. And I think, yeah, we don't obviously just want to keep sharing stories, but I think it's mm. actually kind of fitting for this episode yeah, because I think even hearing other people's stories, stories really connect us and yes. just hearing about the faithfulness of God in our life, I hope is an encouragement even to the people listening because you have those stories in your life. Mm-hmm. And I, just like Kristen was sharing, um, I just have to remember, because if you've listened to my testimony, I've wrestled with chronic illness and been through a lot of things. And gosh, I just, you just made me think of this, of this time where I was, I had been through a surgery. I had had this, it was horrific surgery. I was hospitalized for multiple days. I had this anaphylactic reaction after the surgery and, um, I couldn't, I couldn't really move. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I ended up, I lost a lot of weight. I was having to get IV fluids. I was in severe pain. I couldn't talk. I couldn't move my mouth. Everything was so swollen and there was sores everywhere. It was, it was horrific to be honest with you. And I, and we, and I knew it was at the point where I hadn't eaten and been able to drink for several days. And the water was really the hard part at that point. And, and I remember I was like, God has to do something Mm. like, like it was a moment where I was like, I'm going to be rehospitalized. And, and this is, and my body was so weak. It wasn't going to work out well. I knew if I was Mm rehospitalized and I, and I, had and I prayed and there was some other women praying for me and my family praying for me and I just knew God was going to come through and it's a long story but there was this it's called this magic mouthwash and some different things that my doctor did that actually ended up coming through that next morning and I took a turn and I was able to start drinking water that next day and I just knew it was God's provision wow. I just knew it was yeah. and he filled me so even though I didn't get better right away I just felt him answering me mm. and I just felt him comfort me in a way that I cannot describe wow. and I remember sitting there just feeling so much joy just, and I couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't, like I said, move, but I just felt God with me. Mm. I just felt him with me. And, and so that remembering that has been something that is so helpful for me as I go through other things with my health or with Mm. physical pain, remembering that even if I don't understand why I'm experiencing this, I know God sees me Mm. and I know he hears me and I know he is there for me. Mm. And that remembering that, that discipline or that practice of remembering is a Mm. huge step practically for me to be able to get through trials as they come, hard trials. I love that you word these discipline because sometimes it is that. Sometimes it it has to be something we just, we have to go go back to. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, and I just, a truth that really sticks with me um, that I just want to share is the reality that whoever's, everyone who's listening, whatever you're going through, I can promise you based on the truth of scripture, and it has rang true in my own life, that God will be your comfort when we make him not other things or other people our comfort. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that when I am dependent on him in the most horrific of circumstances, he becomes that comfort for me. I just need to remember that faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And I find it 
I don't know any of you guys, but I have seemed to find it sometimes easier to remember in the bigger things, in the larger trials. So true. But I just forget uh, a lot of times in the little things, in the little ways, in the day to day things. Mm. I don't know. What do you What do you feel? Oh, that's so true, Shannon. Yeah, because I think because right when there's big things, there's so much more emotion yeah. around it. But the little remembrance probably leads to the big remembrance. Yeah. And so it's yeah, but that's yeah, like going through that trial that you went through. Gosh, it just it, you were suffering, yeah. And but how important it is for the little things because, yeah. And I think so. That's probably a good point there to kind of ask, what does it look like practically to remember the little and the yeah. big things? And you know, this is going to look different for everybody. But here, are just you know, some of the ideas I've seen. And actually, I'm going to start with scripture and just share with you how I have taken from this. So um, recently, you know, we released a study on Habakkuk and in it, Habakkuk is, you know, kind of like what Shannon went through. She was looking, he was looking around at this suffering around him and he was, he was struggling and he lamented and in it, what he does then, it's really interesting. It's kind of this abrupt shift where God responds to him, reminds him of his sovereignty. And then what Habakkuk does, he writes out this poetry of Mm -hmm. basically remembrance. Mm -hmm. And he, he even goes, back to the Exodus time when the Israel's, you know, when in God's, the trial, he does this. Yeah. And when God's people were, you know, um, rescued from, um, you know, Egypt. And so he, he goes through all these works that God has done. And so literally he writes it out. So mm-hmm. I know some of us, maybe not all of us are maybe like to journal. And so, um, I, I journal. So sometimes I just write out when I'm you know, anxious about something is I just literally write things out like, thank you, God, for what you've done in the past. And one time this was really powerful. I remember um, for those of us that like to journal, I remember taking out all of my journals and reading through them and highlighting uh, this. I mean, I get chills still thinking about this, highlighting all the prayer. I, I rarely go back and read my journals. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember highlighting all the prayers that God had answered that I had written out. Mm-hmm. It was so crazy. Wow. Like you, you don't realize how many prayers sometimes God is answering. So to be able to remember that, to mm-hmm. go back, mm-hmm. um, I think also my husband, okay, he's not a journal journaler or writer. So this is, re- is we just talk through it. Like, or we pray through it. Like Mm. that time when, um, you know, recently we're going through a difficult job situation. I loved it. My husband kind of let us while we were praying and just saying, God, we want to remember how you have worked in this same situation, how you've been faithful. And so, um, you know, praying through, talking through those things. And, you know, especially when I, I also see thankfulness is very much correlated a lot with remembering, because if you think about it, when we're thanking God, it's typically things we're thanking for that he's already done. Mm. So here's this this mm. partnership there of thankfulness and um and remembrance. And and one thing I wanted to add was, I mean, listen to Paul, you know, in the book of Philippians, he's actually telling us what to do when we feel anxious. Mm. And he says, The Lord is at hand. So he's giving us this promise. Remember God is near. Remember God is near. Do not be anxious about anything. It actually makes me really sad that a lot of people know that. Do not be anxious about anything, but they don't know that before that. It says Mm. the Lord is at hand. So That's good. the remembrance there is, is we forget to remember he's not just leaving us alone in our anxiety. Mm. You know, he's not just lecturing us. Don't mm. be anxious. He's actually starting that with a promise. Mm. Like, remember, I am with you. So do not be anxious about anything. And then he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, be made known to God. 
And that's when he says the peace of God will guard our hearts, mm. this, this peace. And so if, if you get that there, what he's saying is to pray with thanksgiving. And, you know, the, again, that thanksgiving is going to bring in the remembrance of what God has already done as we're thanking him. And the peace of God is going to come into our hearts. Mm, that's so good. Mm. That's that's so good. I And I liked what you were saying about, yeah, everyone, we, we all express ourselves in different ways. But I think there definitely has been a reality for me that the writing is definitely a helpful way of remembrance. Mm. Um, I personally in my prayer closet have a, a large butcher paper on the wall and on the left side of it, it takes up, you know, goes up the whole length of the wall. And on the left side, I, I write down just so I see it every day, the the miracles, the the specific, like the, the deep answers to prayer and miracles that God has done in my life. And just like bullet points, I don't write sentences, just bullet points. So it just says, you know, miracles God's done and just bullet points. And it's just a good way every day to just look at that. For me, that's helpful. Um, and then I just add to it, you know, and then wow. in addition to that, I go into more depth in, in my, you know, my truth or my journal where I just write things God's spoken to me or, or answers to prayers that he's done. And it's just so encouraging. And that's, I was thinking about that, just like you were saying that, cause it was this week when I was having that anxiety that I was referring to that I opened up that journal and I saw this, the story I mentioned about the big thing that God comforted me with. But then I also saw this story <laughs> where God had comforted me in this little thing. Wow. And that was the comfort that. I felt this week reading when I was having the anxiety. It was, it was actually, do you want to hear it? It was, yes. it, it was <laughs> odd, but so encouraging about God's desire and love for us right where we're at. It was years and years ago. We had just moved into our first home and I was overwhelmed, struggling with anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, a mom with little infant babies, you know, health stuff, all that. And we had moved into this house. And one of my visions when I had my first home was that I'd finally have a place to put my China that I'd gotten for my wedding. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was just I, like, so funny. Do you, yeah, do, could that's you relate? So true. Yes. Right. You just like, once I have a house, I can there's, have somewhere for my China. There's a comfort to, in that. Yeah. Thought. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I was so excited for that. And we moved into this home and there was nowhere for my China. Oh. And I was just, I mean, it's it, like a fragile thing. It's like, it this, yeah. And they were beautiful. <laughs> and I, and I, I'd been married, you know, five, six years and they'd just been in boxes has never been used. Oh. And so I was like, I just need some more for my China. <laughs> we didn't have any money at the time. I mean, we were, we were totally broke. And so I had been looking for just some little piece of furniture I could buy to add to the room that would house my China. I kept failing, couldn't find anything, didn't have the funds. Anyways, long story short, this woman on Facebook marketplace or yeah. something like that contacts me. Then? No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It wasn't marketplace. I don't remember (laughs) what it was. It was something on Facebook. And this woman contacts me. I don't remember what the the communication was prior to this. But she I remember receiving the the message from her saying that she felt that God was telling her to give me this little white piece of furniture that was a little white cabinet that was the fit the exact spot in the corner of the house that I wanted. Oh my goodness. And and I was just like, love that. And I remember going to pick it up and then just putting my china in it and just little things. He cares about those. It is I just so beautiful. He is so oh. good. And he cares if, you know, if you're, if you're his child and you're listening to this, mm-hmm. you know, he sees you mm-hmm. and he loves you and he cares about the little things in your life and the big things in your life. Amen. And, and it's just beautiful. And so that is a, just a tangible reason why this practice of remembrance is so important because that was a beautiful thing God did for me. And if I didn't make a mon- quote unquote monument of it, if I didn't, um, take, have the organization or the 
clarity to write it down in a place that I would know where to look, I would just forget that, you know, and that's beautiful. So anyways, that, that was just something that came to my mind when you were saying that. Um, and I really liked what you were saying, Kristen, this is like you said, a weapon, a tool that we can Mm. use to prevent us from falling back into bondage. Um, and so I've seen that in my own life and I just think it also is a huge game changer in regards to our faith. Mm. Don't you see that? Absolutely. It's just an incredible way that the Lord and the Holy spirit can just grow and increase our faith. Fuel. It's fuel. fuel. It is fuel because he is our sustainer. He is our comforter. He will continue to meet us, Mm. to comfort us and to love us and to meet us in our darkest, deepest places and in our anxious, daily insignificant places. He will meet us there. Mm. But we have to have the faith that he will. And we have to be running to him as our comforter. Mm. And the practice of remembrance really helps us do that. I love that. Yeah, let's and we just want to leave you guys with a verse because the the funny part in all of this is we have to remember to remember, right? <laughs> so this is just a short verse. We're going to let God's word have the last word mm. today um about remembrance, but um just for reference in case you want to write this down somewhere to remember to remember. Um it's Psalm 77:11. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.